Hey, hey, it's Allison Kaczkowski. Thanks so much for tuning in and welcome to this edition of the Ultimate Journey of Self-Care. So this week, what I'd like to do is tackle the subject of challenges, because I think at one point in time, we've all either decided to up-level our game personally, professionally, or both. And who doesn't love a good challenge? Um, now, challenges for a number of reasons can force us to do things differently. They can force us to, like I said, really up your up our games, but they can also force us to take a step back and evaluate. And that's always a good thing. And how does all this relate to self-care? Because in all my years of being in the fitness industry, the one thing that I, that I always see that's consistent is this constant jumping on and off the workout and self-care wagon. It's like, you're good for a little while, everything's working, and then for whatever reason, you fall off. And that's where challenges come in, because we almost have to get to a point where we decide that it's time to change. And over in my Facebook community, Living Your Ultimate Life Through Fitness and Self-Care, about every eight weeks or so, I do a signature five-day fitness and self-care challenge in which every day in my community, you get a fitness challenge and you get a self-care challenge. And I do that for a lot of different reasons. Number one, obviously, to help you step up your game a little bit, do things differently and kind of refocus your efforts. But two, it's a good time, like I said, to evaluate, figure out what's working and what's not working. Because when we get stuck, it's usually because we're trying to make things too hard. And getting stuck and staying stuff stuck is what makes life hard. So when it comes to challenges, this is always a good time to get unstuck. And sometimes it takes doing something different to realize what you've actually been missing. And in our society, we can look all around and we are used to things happening quickly. We're used to, you know, at least we think we don't have to put a lot of work and effort into something to make it happen. When you look around and you see what appears to be quick results for a lot of people that you know, then you start to wonder, well, what am I doing wrong? And what you're missing is, is all the little steps in between. And rest assured, a lot of these people that see results have taken time to step back and evaluate and challenge themselves on a number of different levels. So I just like to break down three possible tidbits for you on how to approach a challenge and how you can apply this to your own fitness and self-care. Because a challenge in and of itself can be a journey and it's a process. And sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. But the good news is, is that you can reset and do the challenge again. So number one, and I've talked about this before, um, on this show in particular, is you really have to identify what it is that you want. And sometimes this constantly jumping on and off the workout and self-care wagon really forces you to think about what it is that you want. And I think we can jump on the wagon of a program that, say, a friend's doing or something that's worked for somebody else. And we automatically assume, well, maybe it'll work for me. So we jump on only to find out after we do it for a little while that it doesn't work for us for whatever reason. Maybe there are too many conflicts and commitments that come up, or maybe we're just really forced to reevaluate. This is not where I want to be. So you have to really get clear on what it is that you want. Okay. And more importantly, what problem are you trying to solve? You know, are you trying to figure out how you can get better sleep? Are you trying to figure out how you can work in regular, consistent activity every day? And if you're not a gym person, how are you going to make that happen? You have to get really clear on what it is that you want. And really, too, what is it that you're really afraid of? Because if you keep falling on and off 
you know, a program for, you know, whatever reason, then either something's not working for you or something's, pardon me, but freaking you out a little bit. Okay. And sometimes when we stop doing something or when we start to tell ourselves why it's not working, it's usually to cover up something else. There's usually a deeper root cause there. There's either a fear there. There's either something that happened to us a long time ago that's holding us back. Or perhaps we've developed a belief system and we can cover that up with an excuse of some type as to why this isn't working. Okay, so it's not just the fact that this isn't working for me. It's really more, what are you afraid of? And if you get really clear on that, okay, you get really clear on what you want and whatever it is that you're afraid of. Maybe you're afraid of seeing results, as strange as that sounds. But for a lot of people, it means they have to make a lot of changes to see the results that they want. And really, the deep-rooted fear there is is that they're not going to be able to stick with it, that they don't think that they can be consistent. That's really the root problem. You know, it's not the fact that they're too busy and they're overscheduled. It's usually something else. And that's just an example. So you have to get really clear on what it is that you want And you have to get really clear on really what it is that you're afraid of or what is it that really freaks you out or what is it that just completely that's holding you back because there's something there. Otherwise, you probably would have done it already. So one way to think about this in a challenge is to find something in that arena, something that freaks you out a little bit, maybe something that's completely different to you and try it. Try to do something maybe every day that scares you a little bit. Okay, maybe getting up early freaks you out. So maybe you try getting up a little bit earlier every day for a week and see how it makes you feel. Then it doesn't become so much of a scary thought because you've made it become much more familiar to you. Now, whether or not you can stick with that for the long term is another story, but you've identified and gotten over one hurdle already that waking up earlier isn't necessarily going to be a scary thought for you. It might not be something that you like, like I said, but it doesn't scare you anymore because you've done it and you've accomplished it. So you can apply that logic to any number of things. So that's one way of looking at it is to really get clear on what you want and get clear on what it is that either frightens you, freaks you out, you know, really stops and makes you pause, whatever that is. Okay. So really think about that. Point number two is to start small. And every person that you talk to about setting goals and coming up with a new program is going to tell you to break your goals down, right? But often what happens, especially in challenges, is is that we bought off more than what we can chew. You know, we think, well, I can do this. It's a short period of time and everyone else is in it with me, so I can do it. Now, that's not a bad mentality to have. But if you bite off more than you can chew, sure, you can do it for the short term, but you're not going to be able to do it for the long term. And hence, that feeds into that whole mindset that I can't stick with this. So we want to try to break that cycle. So instead of biting off more than you can chew, start with something really small. So let's say your struggle is to try to get 20 minutes of activity in every day. And let's assume that you sit a lot during the day. Let's assume that maybe you sit a lot at your job or maybe you get home and you sit a lot. Okay, so maybe your challenge is to try to work in more activity. So instead of starting with 20 minutes every day that week, maybe start with a couple of times a day, taking a five minute break from your desk, getting up and walking around 
getting up and walking up and down a couple flights of stairs or walking to your restroom, wherever that is, even if you don't have to use the restroom. Okay. Then the next week, maybe you up the ante a little bit and you try to get up, you know, every other hour, or you try to stretch it to 10 minutes of activity instead of 20. Okay. And then you build from there. So you have to know what it is that you want and kind of see what the end product is and then break it down into something that's manageable. That's going to reinforce your confidence that yes, this is something I can do. And it's also not going to seem scary to you. And you're going to be able to build upon that. Okay. So that gives you some forward momentum and momentum is really what helps generate action. And as you continue to de- develop mo- you know, momentum and create action, you're able to really make a positive change. So at that point, it's almost like a habit. Okay. So think about starting small rather than biting off more than what you can chew. Break each of your goals down into very small, tiny steps. Okay. And then make a point about once or twice a week to kind of check in with where you are. Maybe that's during some intentional downtime that you have to yourself during the day. Maybe it's when you first get up. Maybe it's before you go to bed at night. Maybe it's on your lunch hour. Maybe it's another time. Um, But it's important to really check in with yourself and evaluate where are you on the scale of making it to the bigger goal. And it's always a good idea to start with something smaller because you can build upon that a lot easier. Okay. And finally, and this is a little bit off the wall for some people, but I always like to think in terms of when you're making the positive changes and you're trying to stay on the workout and self-care wagon, let's say, let's use that one as an example again. Once you identify what it is that you want and hopefully what it is that you're afraid of, okay, then imagine what type of people would you want to surround yourself with at that point? Okay. And I think so often we are so used to being around the same people, whether that's our family, our neighbors, a certain small circle of friends. And there's certainly nothing wrong with that, particularly if that is a good support system for you and helps build you up and helps, you know, support you on whatever changes you're trying to make. But it's always a good idea too to think about what type of person do you want in your circle that's going to challenge you, that's going to force you to step up, that's going to force you to think about things different, and that's most importantly going to hold you accountable, okay? They say that we are the sum of the five people that we spend the most time with. So who are those people in your life? Who are those people that really force you to step up? Who are those people that force you to look at the world different? We don't always have to agree on everything. You know, we don't always have to argue about everything either. But it's important to keep in mind that learning to challenge your brain to think different often requires us to be around people who force us to think different. Because we can almost always find some common ground if we do that. And when we learn to train our brains to think different, that's when we come up with the different ideas and different results. And when it comes to taking care of ourselves in the long run, that's really important. I cannot tell you how many people I talk to almost on a near daily basis who are so used to doing the exact same things, being around the same people, doing this, talking about the same things in the same places. And you can see where after a while you start to assume that there's really not another option. You know, we are creatures of habit to some degree. 
You know, we are used to doing the same things almost on a regular basis. But it's important to understand that we need to surround ourselves with a wide circle. Okay, we want that familiarity, you know, and we want that support system. But we also want that piece of our support system that challenges us, that maybe asks us to do the difficult task, that maybe asks us to get up early every morning that maybe asks us to go to the gym when I don't want to, okay? So those are the kinds of things that help you step up your game. So just to recap on today's show, we're talking about how to approach a challenge and how that pertains to your fitness and your self-care because approaching a challenge is considered a journey and doing a challenge is really a journey. It doesn't really matter how long it is. We want to always identify what it is that we want Okay, and sometimes that means we have to identify really what we're afraid of. And sometimes that means we really have to think about it for a long time. Because sometimes the first thing that pops to our mind is a convenient excuse. It's almost like our go-to. It's like a crutch. Okay, so I know what it is that you want and know what it is that you're afraid of. When it comes to the goals, instead of going at them full steam, break them down. Do something small, but it should still be in that arena of something that's really going to challenge you. It doesn't necessarily have to scare you almost every day, but it should really give you pause. Because when we step out of our comfort zone, that's when we really make significant change happen. Okay. And then finally, who in your circle and in your circle of life, where is it that you can find the daily challenges? Is it the people that you can have the challenging conversations with? Is it maybe going to a different place? Maybe a different coffee shop even. Maybe it's a different restaurant. Maybe it's, um, you know, maybe going on a different daily excursion of some type. Maybe if you're not used to going to a park, maybe you try that one day. You know, and I say that too because you don't really know who you're going to meet. You don't know what kind of experience you're going to have. And you don't know how that's going to open you up to what you might think is possible. Because that's all part of the journey of how we look after ourselves. I do want to invite you to join my Facebook community, Living Your Ultimate Life Through Fitness and Self-Care. Please head on over and join us. We would certainly love to have you. We talk about all topics, fitness, self-care, travel, all kinds of good stuff, all with the aim at helping you live the life that you want, a life full of energy, fulfillment, and abundance. This is Allison Katzkowski. I appreciate you listening to The Ultimate Journey of Self-Care, and hopefully you're one step further to living your ultimate life.